Hina? It's, uh, it's always kind of iffy, but I'm always encouraged whenever people show up on a rainy day. And uh, then we think about how we have to... Who's going to be available to clean the carpets afterwards? Not too dirty today, so praise the Lord. Sometimes it gets really dirty, and then we have to think about that. But we always have people available to help clean, right? Okay, talk about availability. Stan, you're really milking this too much, I think. We have a sheet in your handout over here, and the topic today is availability. The name of the sermon is The Available Servant, and what we're doing is the elders have come up with an, an acrostic, F-A-I-T-H, faith, and the first letter is faithful, second letter is available, third letter is initiative. And um, F-A-I, yeah. And then the fourth letter is T, which is teachable. And the fifth letter is H, heart. So Daniel mentioned this last week. He started off our, ser our, our series on this faith acrostic with the sermon on faithful. Wasn't that a fantastic sermon yesterday? That was terrific. Why don't we, why don't we thank Daniel for that? And then he... Then he got sick during the week, and he was sick last week too, and he, he preached. And he got sick this week, and, you know, and he had led, led worship. Um, so we are going to go on A today, and we're going to go one by one through these letters of our acrostic. And if you look at this, this is a, this is a poster that our brother Joel made up, and we're going to post these around the church just so that we have these on our minds. And so the, uh, we're going to, but we're waiting, we have them ready to go, but we're waiting for, for some nice frames. I want to be able to frame it nicely. Isn't that nice if we were able to frame it nicely and put it up on the wall? We want this to be something long-lasting. We don't want this to be the latest fad. Daniel mentioned that the acrostic fat, F-A-T, you remember that, right? I first heard that soon after I came to Christ, and I think Campus Crusade used to use that a lot. But some people don't like that acrostic fat because they don't want to be a fat Christian, right? But they, they would like to be a Christian with faith. Okay, so we, we heard a little variation on that recently, and then we decided that's a good one. Okay, so that's why we're going with this. So we would like to really reinforce these in everywhere we go whether it's in our little meetings or small groups or in our worship services. And we would like to challenge our own selves. And I would say that as I'm looking over these, this sermon series, I myself am challenged. I'm looking at, these are some things that I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at, I do pretty well at, but these other things I, I kind of struggle with. And so know that I'm in this with you guys, and we all are here to, as the Apostle Paul said, present everyone perfect in Christ. Not present everyone good enough or present everyone not even just saved. Salvation is not the end, as we say when we give the gospel message. Salvation is the beginning. Can you say that with me? Salvation is the beginning. 
It is the beginning of God moving into our lives with His kingdom and refining us. And so we want to be participants with what God is doing. Salvation is the starting point for that. It's not the end. And so what we want to do is to look at these characteristics, and these are just a few characteristics. There are actually quite a bit of them, but we want to really work on some of these. And I ask you to challenge yourself on these things. Challenge yourself on these simple ones of faith, um, availability, initiative, teachability, and heart. How do we serve? What's our heart when we serve in this way? One time I was leading a, 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 little, uh, a little ministry team, and I don't know about you, I, when somebody asks me to, if I'm uh, willing to be available on a team, I always say yes. I mean, that's just kind of my knee-jerk reaction. In fact, I got into a lot of trouble because I say yes too much. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in just a bit. But when I, even though I'm willing to say yes, when I'm calling somebody to ask them if they want to be on a, the team, I'm always a little hesitant. Oh, I'm, they're probably too busy. Oh, they probably don't care about this thing. Or they, all this thing cycles through my mind. But you know, sometimes when I call somebody and they would say, yeah, I'd like to be on that. It makes my day. Other times it's like, you know what? That sounds interesting. I, I have to check if I'm available. But let me check. And even that response really makes my day because the most important thing to me isn't that they serve on my team. The most important thing is that they're checking in with God to see if God wants them to do this. So as we're going through our, our, our um, message today, it is on the available servant. The key text today is Isaiah 6, 8. Isaiah 6, 8. And I'd like, to, I'd like us to read that scripture together. Just take out your, just take out your form here, your, your handout. And we're just going to read this together. This is your guide, okay, for our sermon today. Why don't we read that together? Ready, go. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go with me, with us? <laughs> and I said, Here I am, send me. Sorry about that. I botched that up a little bit. Father in heaven, we ask that you will illuminate us Draw us into that place where we will have that spirit of Isaiah, the available servant who says, here I am, send me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As I enjoy doing, I like to look up definitions of words, and I don't know about you, but it enriches my understanding. It helps me to understand what this is about. In your handout here, there's a definition that uh, I, I kind of pulled together from a number of different um, dictionaries. And the word avail, the word availability is really two words, avail and ability. Uh, the word avail simply means to use or to benefit or give an advantage to something. So avail and able means that you're able to be useful. You're able to benefit something or someone, and you will be an advantage to somebody. So you're able, you're enabling this 
usage or benefit or advantage. That's what availability means in its root. So the question that we have today for us is, would you like to be useful to God? And if so, be the available servant. I'd like us to look at Isaiah 6, 8 a little bit deeper. Isaiah 6, chapter, uh, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, if you have your Bible, um, begins with a vision that God, that Isaiah has. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And he goes on more about the, the seraphs and living creatures with wings, and with two they covered their faces, two they, they um, covered their feet, and they called out to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. If our eyes were opened like the, these um, angelic beings were, we would see this earth as filled with his glory. We would be able to see, even in this rain, the glory of God is superintending over all these things. Things we, we miss when we don't see it. And then we have all this, the voices of the, the, the um, sound of these v angelic beings just shaking the place and place filled with smoke. And you think this, there's this awesome vision that God, that, that Isaiah has. God gives to Isaiah, and Isaiah cries, Woe is me, because he realized now he's in the midst of God himself, and he says, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. When you see God like that, you suddenly see all of the ugliness of your own self. Sometimes when we don't see God, we think we're really good stuff, and we're, we're the latest, uh, you know, hottest thing. But when we see God, we see ourselves for who we really are, and we tend to just fall down, prostrate, just like on our face or on our knees. A seraph, one of the living creatures, came and purified his lips with a coal from the altar. And then, verse 6 comes up, and he says, Then I heard a voice from the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And Isaiah says, And I said, here I am. Send me. I'd like us to observe something. God has a mission. And He makes a declaration, an invitation. God asks, and then He waits for our response. I don't know how long this Wait was, but we do have an exclamation point after, here I am, send me. So it is probably very, very likely Isaiah was more than eager to make himself available to God. You know what's very interesting about this? Isaiah was made himself available to God, but God didn't even say what the mission is going to be yet. He didn't say, I'm going to do this, that, and that, these three things. Who wants to sign up for these three things? All God said was, uh, whom shall I send? <laughs> Isn't that something? Who am I going to send? So I'm going to pick on uh, uh, Guillermo. 
because you're in the military. Okay, so what if your commanding officer said, he just stood up there. He didn't tell you what the mission was. He just says, okay, guys, who am I going to send? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, if you, what if, what would the natural question be? To what? Right. What is it? Isaiah didn't even ask what. He just said, hey, send me. So, so you go ahead and milk that again. When you go home and you just think about that, reflect upon that. Pastor Wayne Codero calls this a yes spirit. A yes spirit. Availability starts with a yes spirit. There are people who are willing. Willing to what? Well, just willing. Now, I have to say this right up front, that saying yes is not saying yes to everything. It's not saying yes to everything that happens. You cannot do that because you're limited. You, you can't possibly say yes to everything. Otherwise, we would have world peace today. That's everybody's prayer, right? World peace and things like that. But we, to do everything is not in our control. So, a yes spirit, an avail available spirit, is really an attitude, and it's an attitude of openness. It's an attitude of expectancy, of, of possibilities, of anticipation. So let's take a, a, a look at some basic benefits to availability. These, these are just basic benefits to availability. You don't even have to be a Christian to have these benefits available to you, to, to have these benefits um, imparted to you if you're available. Let's take a look at this list over here in that box. First of all, if you're available and you, take, and you do certain things, you do different things, you're going to discover your strengths and your weaknesses. You would never know your strengths and weaknesses if you didn't go to school to find out if you're strong in math or in history or English. You, you wouldn't know any of that. If you signed up for a sport, you would never know if you're fast or strong or anything like that. If you're not available, you will never know those things. How about this? You can get better and more confident at everything. Uh, going down to a four from the bottom, you build relationships with more people. Why? Because you're rubbing shoulders with more people. And how about this second one from the bottom? Slows the aging process. Did you know that being available slows the aging process? <laughs> now, I, don't, I didn't do this, okay, but they're finding out about brain studies nowadays, and when people get older, they tend to just start closing down and doing less and less and less. People who try to do new things keep their brain fresher, longer. I... Um, Paul Wallace shared a story recently, not that he's old and getting his, you know, anything like that, but he shared a story about his co-worker uh, co at the Navy Exchange, said he can, he can leave right after work. However, Paul was asked by a, the store manager at the Navy Exchange if he could stay for a, a little longer because he needed, uh, she needed somebody to record the temperatures of the, um, of the um, refrigerators, of the refrigerator. So he went and did that. And he gladly did that. He was available to do that. So Paul went the extra mile after work, and he was blessed. Of course, they paid him for that, so it was part of his work day. But he was blessed by that. He actually, when he was telling that story, it was a sense of satisfaction. 
on his face. And guess who else was satisfied? The store manager. Right? Last week, Tina asked the class to share about an assignment that was given. And the class was, was thinking about the assignment, so the class was quiet. And they're thinking deeply, and everybody was wondering, who's going to share first? Then Jeannie spoke up and said, don't make eye contact. Now, why did I say that? I said that just to make you laugh. Okay, so anyway, the available servant, however, so those benefits that are listed in that first box are available to anybody who is available. The available servant, however, we're talking about somebody who's available to God. Available to God, and that's important because in this world, you're going to have a lot of forces tugging at you. God is also whispering at you. He will never force you, but He will whisper at you, and He may pursue you. God wants to know if you're available. So when an available spirit is transformed by Jesus Christ to follow the Holy Spirit's control, now we have a servant who hears the Lord's voice asking, who will go? And God is waiting for a, a servant, a willing servant, to say, yes, I will go. That's the available servant. So this is the same spirit that Paul speaks of in Romans 12.1, which many of us know very well. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 12.1, why don't we go ahead and, and uh, oh, I don't have that in there. Do I, do I have that in there? Anyway, let's say it from memory. Okay, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship, Romans 12.1. Think about this thought. All of us are always available to something. We're available to TV programs or to work or to friends or family or yard work or hobbies, sleep, food. We're always available to something. We make our, ourselves available to whatever we offer our lives to. We're not always necessarily, though, available to God. A Christian author and speaker, Israel Moore, I can't even pronounce his name. Sorry about that. Anyway, he writes this. God is not interested in your ability. He is interested in your availability. When you avail yourself to God, you become a faithful leader. So let's think about Jesus' disciples. How many of them were able to be able, right from the get-go, uh, before Jesus called them? How many of them were able to carry on the mission before Jesus called them? Say none of them. Right. None of them were available, but because they were available, none of them were able. But because they were available, Jesus made them able and they transformed the world. Let's take a look at this comic strip here. If we can get that. Let's, let's read that little bubble together of this really really devoted guy who wants to offer his life to change the world. Let's read that together. Ready? 
go. Hello, I'm here to involve my gifts in a ministry of sensitivity and sacrifice to challenge a secularized, value-impoverished society with the radical claims of the gospel. I have Thursday afternoon free, 3 to 5 p.m. Okay. Christian missionary brother Andrew said, God, God does not choose people because of their ability, but because of their availability. Last week, Daniel said that, you know, you can, be, you can have all the gifts, all the abilities in the world, but if you're not faithful, God can't go far with you. Likewise, you can be really gifted, have all the talents, be able to speak well, but if you're not available... God won't use you to share the gospel with your friend. God won't use you to give a little token of compassion to a needy person if you're not available. <clears throat> so how is being the available servant beneficial? So we go from just somebody who's available to somebody who is the available servant. In other words, is there something about being a servant of God that is especially valuable here and, and beneficial? So here's my list. I made this up as I uh, thought about this as we go uh, all of these. Where does availability intersect our serving God? First of all, it expands your life. It expands your perspective and expands your wisdom. So... There are people who define and maybe even pride their lives by being unavailable. You ever met those people? Unavailability, however, closes you down. It really shrinks your world. When your knee-jerk reaction, your first response is no. And then maybe you'll say yes, but... The opportunities to grow are much less, much reduced. Adam Sisinski asks a really interesting question. He asks this question. What if you're the kind of person who always says no to almost everything? You will have a world that is very small, a shrinking world. So the first thing about being available, an available servant, is God's going to use your life, your perspective, and your change, increase your wisdom. Secondly, it makes you more hopeful and optimistic of what God has next. Availability always looks forward. It keeps your options open. You're open to God's possibilities and new discoveries. What's God going to do next? Thirdly, it enables you to be a conduit of God's miracles and blessings to others. Think about this. The Good Samaritan was a conduit for God to work. But the priests and Levites were not. They could have been. In the parable that Jesus told, they had the opportunity, same opportunity, but they were not a conduit of God's blessing. And it wasn't because they weren't able it was because they were not available. They saw the man dying on the road and he said, no, no, not me, not me. How often have you heard 
a leader excitingly say to a volunteer, you're an answer to my prayer. Has that happened to you? And the leader says, oh, you're an answer to my prayer. Thank you. You know, I've heard that a number of times, not only for myself, but other people as well. And they tell me a story about what happened. Oh, I prayed for this person. I prayed for a needed help here. And this person said they will come and help. Oh, they're an answer to my prayer. All you did was avail yourself. And you kind of look around and say, well, what miracle is happening here? All you did was avail yourself. And guess what? You allowed a blessing to flow. I gave away a water a bottle and an energy bar to a homeless person the other week. And it's amazing how his face just lit up and he said, thank you. He looked me in the eye and said, thank you. Water bottle and an energy bar. You become a conduit for God's miracles and blessings to others. It increases God's blessing to you and his rewards in eternity as well. So, you know, the good Samaritan we just talked about, he's going to be rewarded in that parable. It's just a parable, but Jesus is saying he's going to be rewarded, but not the priests and the Levites. They missed the blessing that came from being available. When you're available, when you have a, a yes spirit, life is just spiritually richer. So how did I feel when I was an answer to somebody's prayer, even though all I did was be available? You know what? I felt good. I felt good. I was blessed. How did I feel when I gave the bottle of water and energy bar to that homeless person? I felt good. I felt blessed. And I thought, where's the next energy bar and water bar? God has a blessing for you when you're available. And finally, you please God. When Abraham offered Isaac on the, uh, as an offering, was, was ready to offer Isaac as an offering, of course, God stopped it because Isaac was not the one to be offered. And he said, God said this to Abraham, Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. You please God. God, when you are available. So how do we do this? How, we want all these benefits. These are great things, but, but how do we do this? How do we, we be available to the master? I just want to offer a few practical words of advice here. First of all, schedule it. If you have a busy schedule or if you have a schedule at all, schedule it in. Now, you need to realize that God doesn't always work according to your schedule. Amen? You guys realize that, right? You live long enough, you realize, okay, God, you're just interrupting me, uh, kind of bothering me, but then, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Um, but the reality is you need to schedule it in. It really helps you. If you're on call for work, do you have physical, mental limitations? Is your lifestyle cramped beyond your choosing? You say, I didn't choose this lifestyle. No worries. Availability is an attitude. It's a posture that you have. Jesus said yes to the Father every time, but he didn't say yes to every human need out there. 
When there was needs going on, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. He said, I'm not available to that right now. I'm available to God. And that's what it might mean. Sometime, from time to time, we have people on sabbatical, and we don't see them for a few months. They're not available during that time. They're available to God's working in their life during that season. And that's, and, and that's the main thing. So if you automatically say, however, I can't come to help because I'm physically impaired, then you're not making yourself available to God. If you say um, that I'm, I'm depressed so I can't help you out, then you're not making yourself available to God if you automatically say that because you don't know if you're going to feel good on that day or, or bad. If you say, I have three kids who drive me crazy and I can't serve, well, you're not making yourself available. What if someone can babysit or what if you bring your kids along? And of course, if you're imparting wisdom to your kids during this time, then that is availability to God. You're doing that because of God. So here's a practical answer that one leader, any, any leader would accept. I think any leader, hopefully here anyway, would accept this. I would love to help, but I have certain commitments. Is it okay to come if I'm free, if I'm, av if I'm available? I think any leader would say, sure. Absolutely, just happy that you consider this. What do we find here? That when you declare your availability to God, you actually free yourself from the automatic things that bind you, that stop you. You're stripping it away. You're saying, I'm not going to be automatically stopped by these things. It doesn't mean I'm going to do this, these things that are possible for me to do. But I'm not going to automatically stop myself from doing it. So availability, availability isn't a black and white matter. Available people might say things like, I'm not sure if I'm up to the task, but I'll give it a try. Or, is it okay if I come if I'm available? Available people, available servants of God say, whatever things the world might cramp on my schedule, I will always make time for God. Because apart from Christ, I can do nothing. Now, there are real obstacles here. Now, I want to just touch on these obstacles. And this is, I think, why we are not more available to God as, as servants. First of all, I have here, we don't see God. We don't see God at least the way Isaiah saw God. If you saw God the way Isaiah saw God, you would say, hey, I'm in, man. You're this awesome, marvelous God. Um, you, you, you're over the whole world. The whole world is full of your glory. But the problem is we don't have those visions. Those visions are really kind of rare, right? So how can we do that? Well, how about this? How about these, these uh, solutions here? Spend time in God's presence in the Word and prayer. Let God continue to feed your soul and open up his eyes to who he is. How about this one? Read the book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. A lot of us take faith for granted, take gravity for granted, and I hope we do. But without gravity being exactly the way it is now, this whole world would not exist. Without the presence of the moon the way it is, the, the, circuit, the way our circuit, uh, circuit, 
the world goes around the sun, even volcanic activity and seismic activity, there would be no life on earth. So people who are studying this thing more in depth are saying, we need all of these things, these elements in place for there to even be life. And that's what God has done. They call this the knife edge, on the edge of a knife. That the creation exists on the edge of a knife. None of this happened just by chance. So maybe that might open your eyes to God and you might be able to offer yourselves more. How about this? Overload. Overload. Any of you been overloaded? Ever? Okay, a couple of you, like four. There was a time when we said yes to everything and we got overloaded. There was a time we thought we were Superman. And we thought we could do everything. We were well-intentioned, but we got stressed out, and our families stressed out, and our teams got stressed out, and things fell off our plate and fell between the cracks. You bit off more than you can chew, and a dozen other cliches. I was in over my head. So when I was young, I used to love jawbreakers. And uh, I didn't tell my mom, of course. But then there was one time I ate this giant jawbreaker. Any of you guys try to put this giant jawbreaker in your mouth? You ever tried that? So one time I did this, and I thought, okay, this is a giant drawbreaker. This drawbreaker is meant to go in your mouth, right? Look. I couldn't even bite down or anything. My tongue could touch the back of the drawbreaker, and I was thinking, now what? Take it out of my mouth, and I, and I tried to lick it, and I gave up, and then I smashed it and ate the little bits. Okay, so here's my... Immediate thought, I'm never going to do that again. And we back off. When you get overloaded, you learn a valuable lesson. I'm never going to do that again. And we closed on our options, but sometimes the problem is we closed on our spirit. The question here that we have to ask is, is the, is the phrase, I'm never going to do that again, is that of God or is that just a psychological defense mechanism? Yikes. Stan, you're kind of trampling on my style now. I was really comfortable in my ability to say no to everything. Maybe a better thing to ask God is, what have I learned from that experience? How am I better because of that experience? How are you a better Christian, follower of God? because of that experience. Maybe you should say, for instance, I should have asked for help. Now that's a lesson in humility. I should have prayed and trusted more instead of my own talents and ability. That's a, le a lesson in dependence. I should have taken more time up front to plan out the steps. That's a lesson in planning. If you give up after that bad experience, all of that experience might be wasted. Why not use it to become a better servant? So the solution is use the previous availabilities as learning experiences. Don't become unavailable. Become available to God. And then finally, tap into your God-given passions. What is it you're passionate about? You'd be involved in something, you just, it was just dry as dust. You find something that you're passionate about, that you're actually excited about. How about this one? The last one is a timid personality. Okay, so you're not the outgoing type. 
being available to God or anything just does not come naturally. So the question is, can a timid personality be available to God? And of course, the answer is yes. Timothy had a timid personality, but he was available to God and became a leader in the church. So the question here is, God, how can I use my personality and offer it to you? That is the questions we should be asking. And as we, uh, as we take a look at the available servant, instead of being overwhelmed by the possible things we can do, let it open up our spirits to say, wow, there, there's so many great possibilities, but Lord, help me to become better as I've served. And let me become better as I've gone through these trials. Help me to become a better servant because of these lessons. Don't let the obstacles stop you, but rather help you to say to God, here I am, Lord. Let's pray. As we're in prayer, I'd like to ask you this question we started off with. Would you like to be useful to God? Would you like to be a benefit to God? God is looking, scanning the world for people who are going to be like Isaiah, say, here am I, send me. That's the available servant. Father, it is likely that many of us are really fearful about being available because we've learned some hard lessons. And Lord, I, I pray that you would change our lives. Maybe we've taken an extreme position. I, I, like I've said, I'm never going to do that again. Help us, Lord, to recover, to get better, to see that the wisdom you gave us through difficult situations when we were available in the past can make us better servants, wiser servants. We remember, Lord, we are not Superman. You are the God who does it all. And we simply need to be available and alert to what you're guiding us to. Thank you, God. Now, Lord, we say with Isaiah, here I am, Lord. Send me. Amen.